and welcome to the Sheffield Hopcast. Um, we're somewhere in the halfway point of June now. Um, and as you'll notice if you're watching the video, it's just the four of us. So we've not got a guest on this week. And um, I think the reason being that I, it sort of feels like tomorrow there's loads of shops that reopen and most schools are going back. And it kind of feels like we're not quite at the end of lockdown, but certainly approaching the end of it. So we thought that one thing we've not done is just the four of us just get together and just have a bit of a catch up and a kind of a chat about stuff that's been um, going on. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that and put the world to rights a little bit um, in today's episode. Of course, we'll all have a beer at the same time. Um, so Adam is in another new room. I feel like we've had a, a true tour of his house from all kinds of different angles over the last few, uh, last few weeks. Um, so we'll go to you first. Yeah, um, I actually... The first, first one of you that I've seen in the flesh was uh, Sean the other day. I um, uh, dropped him off something and he quite kindly gave me a, a can in return. And this is a, a brand new Lost Industry beer, Matching Mullets, and it's a red IPA. And Sean claims that I might be the first person to have been handed it. Um, that wasn't, it wasn't a seller, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's quite exciting. Jimmy, Jimmy had dropped those off about an hour before, so he will have probably dropped some of those off at uh, some other shops, I would imagine. So some of you may have bought one over the weekend. I've not seen it promoted anywhere. Uh, yeah. We'll be promoting it in the next couple of days once we're back open. I'm interested because, I mean... I think Lost Industry, I kind of I go straight direct to Sours, and that's what I like of theirs. So um, to go for something like a, a like a red IPA, which is something I wouldn't normally gravitate towards anyway, be interesting to see what they've done with it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam, how many rooms do you have in your house? What bedrooms? Have you got? Is it like the biggest house in the world? No, it's tiny. Diff- different room every week, <laughs> or, or do you just there. do you just paint a lot? We've been moving, we've spent lockdown moving the, the little one to the bigger bedroom. So now her, now if I were in the bedroom that I've been recording on, you'd see kind of, kind of see like dolphins and stuff behind me or like a, got some like decals stick on the wall. So I've, I found a nice sturdy shelf for my microphone in the, in the box room where she used to be. And it's kind of holding, holding well. So I've got my laptop just resting on like a shelf. So I'm first time we're going back to like the old um, half pint where we used to stand. Standing up, yeah. Stood. Jealous of you. I like a standing. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Cool. All right, fair enough. I like the sound of the dolphin decals, by the way. If you want to make a return to that room next week, that'd be... uh, Well, uh, okay. I'll send you a... Right. Um, Laura, as ever, the question to you is, what's your beer and what are you wearing? Uh, So... (laughs) Um, I struggled to choose a beer today because uh, it was World Gin Day yesterday and I drank quite a lot of gin. So I'm feeling a little, I'm all right. But you know, when you're just looking at beer and I was like, "Mm, I don't want anything too challenging. But I've picked this Love Cats Lager, which I bought for the name, obviously. Uh, It's from Evolution Beer Co, who are based in Shrewsbury. Uh, they're not a brewery I've uh, come across before, so new beer, new beer, new brewery. Uh, and I've got a Duration Brewery, lovely mint green t-shirt on today as well, which I got last year when we went on a Thanksgiving trip to visit Miranda and Bates from Duration. Excellent. I like new brewery. That's exciting. I'm really, really rubbish for stuff like that. 
I, if ever I see a new brewery, I immediately like move away from it rather than going towards it, which is daft really. So I'm always quite late to the party with new breweries because I just tend to stick to what I know. So good on you for trying something. Also got um, an indie man, 2015 Craftmaster. Classic. That was a good year as well. Good stuff. And how was, uh, how was uh, gin day? Uh, any uh, any particularly noteworthy gins that uh, that you got through? Ooh, uh, yes, I had Conquer Gin. Was very nice. Conquer. Conquer Gin. It wasn't. It's not. I think it's just the name of the distillery. I don't. Right. I don't think it's actually made that. out of Conquers. <laughs> That's it. It didn't taste Conquery. Um, and <laughs> but it is spelt like the horse chestnut as opposed to the victory kind. I wouldn't have, uh, if you'd have told me that it was made from conkers. I actually wouldn't have been surprised because that now that's quite normal, isn't it, in terms of like brewing and yeah. distilling and stuff now? Yeah, just chuck some, just some conkers in, it'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably my, uh, my favorite one. Good stuff. Um, and Sean, um, what do you have from your uh, delightful beer store for us today? We were uh, lucky enough this week to get some uh, Colche cans in from uh, the east coast of the USA and uh, including some equilibriums and some barriers that we were selling earlier on uh, today. Um, But I've grabbed a a can from LIC Beer Project. Uh, Me and Deborah went to New York in 2016 and 2017 and in 2017 Uh, We stayed in Long Island City both times, and in 2017, uh, we went to LIC Beer Project on a stormy, humid um, uh, night in in New York, and we just made it in um, um, before a massive downpour. Uh, We had a really good time in there, and so um, I've got the uh, Party Crasher uh, IPA, which we had on the night, and we brought some of this home with us in our cases from uh, the States as well. So I do like drinking beers that take me to different places and different memories. Um, And so I'm having it in my uh, other half uh, glass, the smallest glass I have in my collection. I brought this home again in suitcase and went for their smallest glass just to avoid any smashes on the flight uh, back home. And then just as we started, I also realized this is a total coincidence that I'm wearing my uh, Roger Federer um, uh, uh, night t-shirt as well, which we also bought whilst in New York at the US Open. So I'm a Yankee Doodle dandy uh, over the the next hour. And uh, Roger Federer, the greatest sports person of all time. I don't think I've said that on Sheffield Hopcast before. You mean David Hurst, did you say? uh, He is without doubt. Uh, he's my sporting idol, and so uh, cheers to Roger if he listens or watches we're on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to pour this, and he's injured now for the rest of this year. So uh, tag him in it, and maybe he'll you know lock down and injury. Yeah, Probably comes a time to listen in. Yeah, I'm I'm currently searching my map because I'm trying to find out whether or not I went to um, LIC Beer Project when I was in. New York. Seem to think that I did. It's, I seem to think it's quite it's quite close to the river, isn't it? And um, lots of wood yes. inside. It's a very sort of wood modern yes. um, and incredibly warm yes. inside as well, from my 
recollection that it was really stuffy and really humid inside the place itself. And um, I was going to say really good beer, but this is kind of a given in New York, isn't it? It's like it, it, everywhere you go is good beer. So um, excellent. Good choice. It's kind of bringing the, the memories flooding back of my trip to New York a couple of years ago. Uh, cool. Right. I've gone um, for something that's quite unusual, actually. Um, so this i kind of got this because it just seems a bit bonkers so it's part of the new northern monk old flax store series that they're doing and it's osf 001 and it's a mango cacao sour so it's brewed with citra it's got alfonso alfonso mango peruvian cacao and madagascan vanilla in it uh, i can't even kind of second guess as to even what color it's going to be when i pour this i'm I'm really confused as to how all those flavors are going to work together but it's going to be interesting it's 6.6 percent and it just seems like a good beer for a nice sunny day like well sunny afternoon like um today compared to the last few days it's glorious isn't it today so yeah cool i'm trying um, to think of about any other sours with that kind of flavoring in it it kind of i can kind of imagine it but it's a weird i think the sour and kind of Cacao is a weird combination for me. I've had a red wine barrel aged chocolate dark sour before. Mm. Was it good? That was nice. It does sound. It, it really just sounds good. like you get boozy chocolates, don't you, at Christmas? It just sounds like yeah. it'd be a bit like that. So the one that I had it was from Amoratis Brewery, uh, who were from South Carolina, um, who we brewed with them last year, um, and it was one of the beers they brought over. Nothing. The chocolate. It wasn't like the over, the overwhelming flavor wasn't the chocolate. It was a red wine barrel aged sour that had chocolate in it. If that makes sense, it was sort of a really nice undertone of flavor rather than a chocolate beer. But it was really good. It's very much kind of like the color that you'd probably expect it to be. It's a mango color. It would be a good one for my uh, beer or juice game on um, Twitter. That in fact, I might take a photo of it. It's not as thick looking as I expected it to be. It's not actually. No, it it does it does look quite thick. It actually tastes a little bit thinner than I thought it would be. Actually, you kind of expect it to have that juicy kind of syrupy sort of texture. Mm. It's quite unusual tasting. I think it's going to take me a little while to quite get used to that. I'm imagining yeah. that, you know when you get them yogurts that are kind of like a caramel yogurt or a caramel like a chocolate flavored yogurt, but not like um not like a chocolate mousse. It's like a flavoring in a normal yogurt flavor. So you get that kind of slightly sourness you get from a yogurt, but with a a weird sweet like chocolate kind of flavor. I'm imagining something like that. It's a bit it's a bit specific. A bit specific. I like the that. um so the the series <laughs> the um the OSF series are just designed to i think they're, they're just doing like experimental brews aren't they and stuff with it and just trying some some things that don't really make any sense that you wouldn't logically do to just see what works and what doesn't so i like stuff like that i think fair fair play really james, james your your game of uh juice or beer on twitter I, I did see that this week am i late to that or is that was that your first uh, effort at, at that game and, and I don't know what the answer was I, think I was thinking this there's a few of these yeah I've done it I've done it five or six times now yeah and I, I always Sorry. I always do do the answer the day after I always kind of re-quote re, re the tweet and include the um the answer but i don't think people necessarily see that because sometimes four or five days later someone will still reply with the wrong answer which is always quite amusing so Twitter on, algorithms on, on last week's on last week's effort i think 99 percent of the people went for uh juice so were they right or, or were they wrong or what they were correct yes 
Right. It was juice. What was it? Uh, it was uh, it was cheap orange juice from Aldi, no less. James's new favourite place. I remember. I oh, I love Aldi. I'm going tomorrow. I'm quite excited. It's the highlight of my week, uh, and it's mon- it's on Monday morning. The rest of the week will not live up to it. <laughs> really, if the, uh, honestly, if there's one thing that I've discovered from lockdown, it's just been how absolutely amazing Aldi is for everything apart from beer. Unfortunately, um, it's certainly cheap for beer, uh, but they're all a bit rubbish. I'm afraid to say. You're going to get lots of comments about Rheinbacker now. You will do. That's not that's not my kind of beer though. So I feel like I, 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 maybe I'm being unfair on um, on that because it's not my style. I, I've heard I have heard a few people actually say that it's really good for that sort of. It's a pilsner, isn't it? For kind of like a yeah. Laura, a good, have you had it, Laura? Quality pilsner. You like you you kind I of. I think I have. You're probably a sort of German lager connoisseur, I suppose. <laughs> I don't think I have. I'll get some next time I go. Two ninety nine for four cans. It's decent. I think they also do the. Um, is it? Um, kin- Berliner Kindle or something or something like that. Kindle, I can't remember. They used to do that anyway, but I'm pretty sure you used to be able to get Shoffer in it as well. But yeah. I don't think you can anymore. No, you um, can't anymore. Cause I don't... The thing I find frustrating about it is they're obviously trying to kind of get a, a better selection of, of beers in, and I have I have tried pretty much all of them, and they've all been a bit. Uh, but the the only stout that they sell is Guinness. That's it. That's the only one that they have on offer which i grew out of many 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 years ago um so that's that's the frustrating thing you know when you're just in the mood for a good stout um and mm. and um aldi just no it's not it doesn't it doesn't exist um speaking of uh, beer and shops um sean I, I know you've probably had one of the more stressful weekends of the last few uh, weeks because you reopen what a matter of hours from um from now technically tomorrow morning um how's everything been going how's it all looking yeah, weekend's been all right. Friday, Thursday, Friday, um, um, cleaning the shop and then restocking it. And I'll let you all into a secret. What well, I I didn't know, of course, um, quite how much beer we've got in relation to the shop um, because I've been looking at beer for the last three months in our warehouses. So what I did first of all on Friday morning. Um, was going to take uh, every beer up to the shop and face it in the shop. Uh, uh, so that I, I knew each individual beer and uh, to see how much we got. And we, we had less than half um, that the shop uh, needed um, wow. down in our warehouses. And that's because we've, we've had to change over the last three months. Whereas uh, previously uh, for the shop, we would buy smaller quantities of a wider range of beer. and then get them all out there and single face as many pretty much uh, uh, 100% normally we've got single faced beers um, but over lockdown um, what I've been doing is ordering less beer but much much more of those individual beers uh, to warrant the online demand so uh, it didn't come as a major shop but I had less than half of, of what the shop required so initially we'll uh, do what we do often after Christmas and just face a, a, a few beers a couple of times in the shop, some maybe three times. So we've got a lot of beer on order this week. And um, if things go well this week, of course, because we're not quite sure as to how busy things uh, will be, then um, we'll order uh, more and more uh, to meet the demand. So we've got a lot of beer, but uh, it, it, it just took a little bit of uh, a bit of a shock on Friday when I realised that we were a long way off what we had when we 
um, we finished back in March. So yeah, we open tomorrow for the for for, for a one time only. We're going to open at eight a.m. tomorrow because I want to be there and in the shop when the market opens at eight and at eight a.m. We normally open at eight thirty just to see how it all goes. Um, there are going to be lots of safety restrictions. I think the market is capping the number of people at about 150. There's a one-way system around the market. There are arrows all over the place. There are barriers. And uh, we'll have a maximum of one person in the shop at any one time. We've got all our signage ready for that. We've got our hand sanitizer pumps in our shop and around the market as well. So it'll be opened um, in a safer way as is possible. But people have got used to that bit more. People hopefully have got uh, used to change and used to be more patient and perhaps allowing more time for their shopping experience. So we've got queuing dots as well opposite our store. So I feel already. And, and, and one good thing as well for us is that uh, it also allows us to bring another full-time member of staff back uh, off furlough. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to this week being a bit easier uh, than uh, the previous week. So Joanne's coming back. She's always a big help to us. Very much the shop organiser, uh, Joanne. So it'll be, it'll be brilliant to have her back and uh, get her organising things in the shop for us again. Great stuff. Um, it will be interesting to see how everything works because I mean we've talked before, haven't we, about you know the layout of the market is is kind of unique, and and I guess the idea of a market is that you know there aren't huge big areas of space for people to pass through. It's always it's designed to feel quite quite busy and quite hectic, isn't it? A market that's kind of how they um, how they work. So um, it the, will original, be the original design of the market internally seven years ago caught a few people by surprise. It, it, it stupidly has or had some very narrow areas that used to uh, get very crowded anyway. So what they've done, they've taken the opportunity, given the COVID-19 restrictions and given the fact that the market's been closed, they've taken the opportunity to move some of the stalls. And so the little bottlenecks that used to occur should occur uh, either, either much, much lesser or not at all because they've moved stalls to create more space at various points around the market. So you'll see a small change in that respect and more space to to fit into. So um, all traders are opening, apart from the ones that get most intimate with customers. That would be the the hair salons and the... um, The nail bars. Nail and beauty bars and things like that. But... uh, in addition to beer, you'll be able to get yourself a nice coffee from Nick and Jess at Coffee Moor Market. Lots of fresh fish and, and meat and vegetables and uh, f- food from across the world, of course, on the various continental stalls that we've got as well. So everybody's the water rolls pork pie. Well, I I I um, use lockdown to trim myself. I know you mentioned that Jim had also been the same, uh, Laura. So my biggest problem this week will will um, be a simple one, and that will be trying to avoid having too many water holes or pies. Um, so I'm I'm going to limit myself to one uh, per week is is the hope. Whereas sometimes it can creep up to three if I'm in a particularly good mood. Mm-hmm. So uh, one per week hopefully. 
This, this, it's an important week, this, you know, because the standards that you set yourself will be the ones that you uh, you work to for, for the foreseeable now. So you've got to be... Is this in terms of pork pies or, or customer service? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more in terms of pork pies. I guess customer service is probably it's probably a factor. You know, it's probably worth uh, worth thinking about. No, it's good. It'd be great to be um, to be back in the shop. I've almost forgotten what it looks like. To be honest, it feels like that long ago. So um, yeah, I'll be um, I'll be paying a visit this week. Um, yeah, if you come to the front door rather than the, uh, the the back door. I've obviously seen you, James, a couple of times as well over lockdown. So I think there's only Laura that I've not I've, we've, we've not gazed into each other's eyes, Laura, other than online. So I've had to make do with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping to pop it. I've really missed the market. I think it's just that kind of all the different, you know, obviously we've been limiting the shopping that we've been doing and stuff like that. And I do miss that kind of interaction with the different people and everything. So definitely want to pop in at some point this week and do a proper market I'll, shop. I'll tell you what, Laura. I've seen Uncle Trev more than you. Over, <laughs> over. <laughs> Has Trev been mentioned before? On uh... I don't. Th- you've mentioned him without explanation, but I have met. I have. Met, I've met him before actually. After one, after we recorded in um, uh, Itchy Pig, I think me and Laura and Jim and Trev went for a beer actually. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think I, I think I ran off, didn't I? I think I had to pee somewhere. Yeah. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't. It was I when you could get free. Thing. It was like the brew dog were doing like. Um, bring in oh, what was it you had to bring in something bounty and you got, bars bring in a bounty and you got a free um what were it, some sort of nine percent yeah uh, was it the one we lost in was it, was it that one i can't remember i vaguely remember this happening i remember you guys all talking about it when we were uh, it was like, a big in, strong in the, one i think post episode yeah. chat yeah yeah because i bought double lots of bounty so that i could swap them for a beer but also eat one with the beer we're talking about your uncle, aren't we, Laura? Yeah. Well, Travis, I think he's the kind of person that has um, been quite, I mean, obviously we've all been affected in numerous ways by lockdown, but I think for me, Trev's probably the person that has um, had the most change because he lives quite far out of Sheffield. Um, he works outdoors, uh, but hasn't been... Uh, you know the the company that he works for uh, hasn't been uh, doing anything over over the course of lockdown. Um, he doesn't drive, so he's reliant on public transport. Um, and um, me and me and Jim, he's, we're really close to him, and uh, we go out with him at least once a week to the pub. Um, so you know, and it's something that we haven't been able to do, and can't really see the next time we will be able to do it. Really, so. Um, it's uh, it's been quite a challenge. Miss miss my uncle Trev, but uh, yeah, I know he's been uh, benefiting from Sean's uh, beer delivery service ah. and uh, texting me every single beer that he's uh, been getting in his boxes as well. So uh, yeah, hopefully awesome. not be too long before we can go for a drink with him again. Yeah, we we t- we, t- we did talk about pubs last week, didn't we? And um, you know, the the date of early July was mentioned. Then I think there's there's kind of conversations happening at the moment with regards to two meter social distancing and whether or not that'll be reduced, which kind of changes the equation a bit for pubs. And I guess it's a conversation that we'll want to revisit when that situation becomes clearer, because obviously at the moment probably the majority of pubs that between as we go in you'd think it's going to be really hard to see how that's going to work if if it really can other than beer gardens if that gets 
if that two meters is reduced, then you think, all right, you can see how it works. But then we're all faced with that kind of personal question for ourselves about whether or not we feel comfortable with that. And that's going to be, I can see that being a real dilemma because we all want to go and back and support our pubs. Of course we do, but we've all got our own kind of, you know, questions to ask ourselves with regards to personal safety and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll re- revisit that in, um, in a few weeks. Um, the, the, a topic for us to, to kind of talk about this week, and um, this is something we've talked about in our, we have a, a, a messenger group where we um, fairly consistently um, every week, we're kind of chatting and, um, and whatnot and putting the world to, to rights. And obviously at the moment, um, for the last two, three weeks, big topic of conversation right around the world has been the Black Lives Matter um, movement. Um, and it kind of got us thinking a bit about um, the the beer scene, particularly in Sheffield, which obviously is where we're all from. But I guess that, you know, other cities will, will probably, um, other towns and cities will probably kind of share a, an interest in in this. Um, and we actually toyed with the idea. I mean, there's, there's, there's the four of us on the episode this week. We Earlier in the week, we were chatting about the idea of inviting someone on from um, a, a black or ethnic minority community to, to kind of talk to us about their experience of the the beer scene and uh, it was a dilemma for us because we we feel it's a really important topic and one that needs to be talked about because I think we'd all agree that um, on the beer scene that kind of black and minority ethnic communities are not represented particularly well at all um, and, and the reasons for that but we're also aware of kind of doing something that felt like a bit of a box ticking exercise and you know th- this is something that we feel quite genuinely about and and i hope i speak for all four of us here and obviously you know the, the, the all three of you can kind of jump in and say whatever you want but i think we all feel that it is a really important matter and one that um it's it's an important conversation to have but it's not a conversation to have because we kind of think that it's doing our bit or whatever um so we didn't want it to kind of look like we were doing something to try and kind of look relevant or anything like that it's because we really do care so we thought the best thing to do is just kind of talk this through because you know i I feel really strongly about this and i know laura you you kind of share my opinion in terms of the fact that i i feel quite frustrated that um i i feel like i should be doing more um and that's not just with regards to beer that's with regards to the whole world at the at the moment and the the clear evidence of 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 racism that still exists in the in the world now um and i feel frustrated that that i'm not doing more but at the same time um it's not about me it's it's about a lot more than that and and you know listening and and learning and kind of taking in information and taking in what's happening in the world feels like the right thing to to do at the moment rather than putting stuff out on social media for the sake of it or you you know kind of where i'm going with um with with that i think the the beer world and and, and i mean laura i'll come to you first because obviously i mentioned to you you there uh, the the beer world fit, does feel like one that probably faces a, a particularly big challenge with this because um, you know, we realized as we thought about it this week, and this is not in any way a deliberate thing. And in fact, we never, we didn't realize this until we sat down and thought about it. You know, we've never had a black guest on the Hopcast. It's, it's never happened. Um, and you know, none of it, all, all of us are, you know, in terms of our social politics, we're, we're all very liberal. We're all very open and, uh, uh, and everything. So there's, there's definitely no agenda there, but you kind of think about the, the beer world generally, particularly in the UK and, and, and that, that kind of black representation, it's not huge, is it? No, it's not at all. It's, it's something that, I'm very aware of when, because um, I 
really like discussing women in the beer industry and like I've done a few uh, talks for various groups about representation of women and how women are perceived by other women and that kind of thing and one thing that kind of struck me on that is there's a lot of progress being made in that area like me and Lucy were chatting about last week obviously the work isn't done and women are still underrepresented but there is progress being made there and I think that's kind of made it really hit home how much further behind wider representation of other groups such as black and ethnic minority people is within beer um and i think it's you know for me it's it's all about being open trying to learn more trying to educate myself surround myself with people who have knowledge that they're willing to share um and all of that kind of thing but um yeah it's it's something that we really do all need as an industry to pull together raise awareness and and work on um as a collective i think um but yeah it's uh it is i, I don't have any kind of figures to hand or anything like that but uh you know the representation is absolutely woeful um in the industry as a whole um and i think you know acknowledging that and is probably one of the first steps to helping to remedy it um so and i think that's something that that conversation has now um you know, begun and being put at the forefront of more people's minds, um, which uh, hopefully uh, is a really good first step for us all. I mean, Sean, we've we've kind of talked before, haven't we, about kind of um, the the craft beer scene and how it's you know it's quite it's quite open, it's quite it's quite liberal, um, and you know I don't think of um, and I guess I am thinking mostly about the craft side of the the beer world here, um, but I don't think of of that and think oh you know maybe it does you know harbour kind of you know roots of any kind of racism or anything like that it doesn't feel like the kind of industry where there should be a, a, a problem with with this no i think that the the modern uh, beer scene in the uk has has done a um from from my point of view a fantastic job of being a a, a fully inclusive um a part of the industry uh, as to why um the, there isn't a great representation of, of uh, black and, and ethnic minorities within um, uh, the beer scene. I, I, again, I don't know. There are people perhaps better qualified uh, than I and us to perhaps explain that and consider that with statistics. But, but it does feel um, um, like a fully inclusive place to um, socialize and work uh, and live within. So. Uh, uh, I'm slightly puzzled by that fact. Um, talking more specifically from Beer Central's point of view, um, we're very fortunate to be uh, in the more market. We celebrate the, the more market's uh, multicultural nature in terms of um, the people that work in there and the people that shop in there. So we, we have a, a, a fair number of, of, of black and, again, minority ethnic customers. Um, Sheffield's a, a real uh, big, although I don't think it recognises it, it's a real big tourist city. And so uh, we, we have customers in the shop from all parts of the world. And of course, we, we, we treat them all e exactly the same in sense of uh, we're, we're kind, we'll look after them, uh, we're cheeky with, with anyone that comes into the shop who's, who's um, um, from somewhere else in terms of 
their ability to speak English and our uh, inability to communicate in any other way. So we're always really sort of positive in that sense and, and try and build confidence in that sense. Um, so it's a brilliant place to work. Um, but I, again, I, I don't know. I've not seen any, any particular writing um, 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 or, or reading in terms of representation within the beer industry. It'd be useful to, to know whether there is uh, any, any decent research um, on the matter, but it, it feels like um, it feels as inclusive as it potentially could be the modern beer industry. But I might be missing something. Um, uh, we, we might be missing something. I don't know. I, I totally um, totally agree with that, and it is it is kind of a little bit baffling because it kind of feels like something that we shouldn't even really be needing to have this conversation. But you know, clearly mm. there's there's a part of this jigsaw that's not there at the moment. There's something that's that's just not quite clicking so um i think it's good to talk it through adam have you have you kind of got any thoughts on this um yeah i think when we, when we talked about it, it's it's just a tricky it's a tricky situation for, from people who are like us who are quite liberal and maybe it's something that never really comes to mind because you treat everyone normal and like i think my taking a lot of this stuff i've not really posted anything online at all but it's just to be a lot more mindful about everything just don't just really not overthink things but just you know, take an extra step about thinking about how you, you know, you think about the, the wider picture. I mean, this is a really odd analogy, but like I was doing a coloring book today with my daughter and she got some new pens and, and they were like, oh, she, there's a, she's kind of said, oh, there's like a, there's a new like kind of flesh colored pen in that set. And I'm like, you know, that's only a flesh colored pen for, 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 for a white person. You know what I mean? So I, I naturally went, oh, you know, I'll move away from that. I'll grab a different color pen and color that I help a color in with you know, different colors. And you, it's something you don't really think about because you just kind of, I don't know, you just, it's not a conscious thought, but in terms of the beer world, I mean, when we were talking about it, especially in Sheffield, I could barely count people on one hand that I could, I could kind of think about that. I, I, you know, bumped into or chat to or, or met that kind of fall into that category. Um, a couple spring to mind, like uh, Frankie, who um, Sean knows, or met at, um, um, Smod once, um, had a good chat with him, um, or now friends on social media and, you know, chat away and stuff. Um, but in the actual, like, brewery world, I'm, I mean, I'm not someone who kind of goes through everyone's staffing, but, um, I mean, there's Jaeger down at Wildcard, who's quite um, a public figure, um, and then Garrett Oliver at um, Brooklyn um, were quite sort of, you know, quite big, bigger names. But apart from that, I really struggled to bring anyone to mind, you know, as any kind of, you know, massive influence in a, a wider sense. That, so it's just, yeah, it's just trying to make, trying to be more mindful, I think, just generally and say not trying to do anything in a forceful way, just change how I kind of approach things, I think, a little bit. But yeah, I think we'll all think about, you know, future Hopcast episodes. And it's just, you know, we've been very open in lots of different sort of minority groups, you know, in the past. And maybe that's something that we just need to, we just need to kind of think a little bit more about in the um, future. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. And I think as much as, um, you know, we've kind of felt the right thing to do is to tread a little bit carefully and just talk about this honestly. We also recognize the fact that, um, you know, we, we can... Um, we can influence some conversation on this because, you know, we have, um, it's, it's not a huge platform, but we have this platform, you know, we have this, um, we have this podcast, we, we, we have these outlets. So that's kind of what we want to do 
today really is is just kind of try and get that conversation going um you you know at any point if you want to get in touch with us you can do we would be particularly interested to hear from you know anyone um who is from the the black and minority ethnic community um on their thoughts in terms of the beer scene particularly their thoughts and and you know if you wanted to come on an episode that would be great but if you just wanted to kind of drop us some thoughts through about you know what more the beer world can do whether that is pubs and bars whether that is breweries whether that's us as fellow drinkers or or whether that's us in terms of people that can kind of lead a bit of a conversation we would be really interested in hearing um any any thoughts and and that is wide open to everyone you know it's it it, it, that that's not something that we are directing just at the uh black and ethnic minority conversation uh, uh, communities you know anyone that kind of has any thoughts that they want to uh to send our way please um please do the other thing that we've got um, going on at the moment, obviously, is preparations for our uh, beer festival next weekend. Um, so the first Chef Hop Fest, uh, which starts next Friday, which is coming around very, very quickly. So less than a week now to go until the uh, the first one. So uh, Friday night, eight o'clock is session number one, hosted by me, uh, which is uh, Loud and Proud is the uh, name of the theme, which means whatever it is that you want it to mean. There is no rules there. It just... Um, um, you know, we've all got to justify how our beer kind of fits that um, theme. Um, and then it is over to Laura for session number two, six o'clock on um, Saturday. Just tell us a bit about um, your theme, Laura. My theme is sours and mixed fermentation beers in honour of the fact that in another world I would have been drinking lots of those kinds of beers in Amsterdam at Carnival Britannomyces. Um, so that's why I've chosen that. Good stuff. Saturday evening, eight o'clock. Um, Adam is is going hard, aren't you, Adam? Going hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, six percent and above. Um, do what you want with that. But I'm thinking Sean's been pushing for the Impy Stouts on his Sunday episode. So, you know, if you want a bit of something different, then maybe you know an IPA or something. Um, I imagine people are probably going to gravitate towards that kind of style. But yeah, to bring something strong along. Good stuff. Um, your uh, your session, Adam, is the only one that I've not got to be assorted for yet. So that is my project for um, for for this week. I've not either. <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking. I was thinking of like um, I've got like a, a, a stout in mind. Then I thought, do I save that and come and see Sean on Sunday? Um, so I'm undecided. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. As you mentioned there, um, Sean then wraps up the. Um, the weekend for us on Sunday evening, six o'clock with Stout Sunday. What kind of things are you hoping people are going to bring along, Sean? Uh, I was messaged about uh, an hour ago by one of our listeners, um, Sean Miller, who's a customer at our place and, and at various places in in Sheffield. And he uh, he asked me, was I doing Stout Sunday because I'm a Stout expert? Um, <laughs> and when I explained that... Um, the simple fact was that I, I could only really make myself available for the Sunday slot and that Stout Sunday is already a thing and that I just went with Stout Sunday as a result of that. And I think it was a bit disappointed <laughs> of, the, of the lack of intelligence um, that went into my, my particular choice. So uh, apologies uh, to Sean. I, I know he'll, he'll be watching and listening to this at some point. So... Uh, Thank you for granting us with more uh, intelligence than perhaps we, we have. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, that's the reasons for going with it. Uh, I uh, haven't yet thought of a, a beer for my session or any of the uh, the others so far, but uh, I I've got all week to be able to browse our shop and where I'm. Mm-hmm. And select so I was also two weeks ago a bit flippant uh, uh, in saying anything but Guinness. Um, and if I go to Dublin, I did uh, last September with my dad and my father-in-law, um, I, I don't really want to drink anything other than Guinness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so perhaps I was a bit flippant on that. If someone wants to come on the show and have a, 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 a bottle or, or can of Guinness and talk about a lovely memory of some trip to, to Dublin or the Republic of Ireland, then I, I would I would think that would be a beautiful thing. So uh, uh, there are no rules. Oh, so if you move, I'm going to have to change the event listing now. That was I the, uh, that, the only rule I that I put that. down. <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt guilty. I oh. felt guilty. My, I have some pictures on my phone that uh, I delete a lot of pictures off my phone because putting out a memory, uh, but I didn't delete my my Dublin Guinness pictures from last September. <laughs> so it made me feel slightly guilty. So um, uh, there's no need to rewrite anything, uh, James, but this is a, a public uh, uh, um, admission that Guinness can be included if anyone wants to uh, link it. And I, I'm particularly keen on mine and, and perhaps everyone else, but I like stories a bit like our bottle shares. I, I'm not quite as um, focused just on what the beer tastes like and what the mouth feels like. That's interesting. But if, some, if people can come on with a, a beer that gives a little bit of a story, a bit of background either about them or somewhere they've been before or a friend or a memory, um, I think that's just as important as the actual beer itself. Good stuff. I'm glad you said I don't have to update the uh, event because I can't remember the password. So it'd be a, it'd be a problem. Um, there are still, um, uh, a hand, I say a handful, and I really do mean a handful um, of places available for all of the sessions at the moment. None of them are completely full. Uh, we have set a limit on the number of people so that it still feels kind of cozy and intimate without getting kind of a little bit out of control. So there will be um, a, a limit. Um, so it is wide open. If you want to attend any of the sessions, then head to it's um, sheffieldhopcast.eventbrite.com. sheffieldhopcast.eventbrite.com. And uh, you can reserve your place. It's completely free. Um, all you need to do is uh, join us on Zoom, bring along your you only need one beer. You don't kind of need seven or eight beers or anything like that. Just one beer that fits with the theme. James, should we clarify that a few people have been in touch about the potential use of um, Facebook Live uh, for the uh, the event, which I know we discussed um, uh, between ourselves, so, and the potential use of the recording um, anywhere else. So uh, can, we, can we clarify anything on that? in that respect and a few people were worried about that yeah i mean that's that's probably still something for us to have a a, a bit of a chat about between the four of us because it was the initial plan was that we would as we were doing it we'd just stream it onto facebook so it kind of be what's at all you know it would be if one of us makes a mistake or something it doesn't matter it's just kind of like a a, a kind of a simulcast kind of just going yeah. out live on facebook so that if anyone wanted to invite their friends or family to kind of 
watch and and you know maybe even drink along with the beer themselves but didn't particularly want to come on the episode then you know they could kind of feel involved with it and then in the same way that you know we always just kind of record our chats and then i kind of chop a few bits out and turn it into a podcast episode we'd be doing the same thing so the actual podcast episodes themselves will be edited a little bit so you know if anyone that comes on kind of you know makes a mistake or um there's there's any kind of dropouts or anything like that then that would kind of be edited um but the um the the facebook live stream would just kind of go out as it is really just kind of you know a bit of a warts and all just kind of dead honest here's you know kind of our sessions and then you know people can dip in and out through the course of the the weekend um if we do decide between the four of us that we won't make any changes to that we'll um we'll obviously announce that on social media um through the week we don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable or under pressure, but it will be very relaxed. It will be very informal. Each session's got one of us that's going to be leading it. So, um, you know, no one kind of feels that they've got to be under pressure to kind of, there won't be any awkward silences or anything like that. You know, we will be, uh, we will be leading the sessions. Fingers crossed. It might be that all four of us are at all four of the sessions. I know we've, we've individually kind of got a few other things that are going on. Adam's obviously got a young family. Sean's got a shop to run. Um, me and Laura don't really have lives. So we'll probably be, all four of them um so uh, yeah um so yeah i mean you know we'll 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 kind of you know between the four of us we'll kind of lead the the conversation but everyone will be able to join in as much or as little as they want really yeah it'd be good to emphasize that that it is uh, much more casual than perhaps um uh we, we might we might lead people to believe so there's no there's no real pressure or or stress for anyone to um, uh, to feel for it, we would hate that. We're not doing it for that reason. So it's just a bit of chit chat, few beers, and and no more than that. We won't be we won't be um, over specialist or over analytical. Um, um, so it's nice and easy. My dad's birthday on Friday. I was, I was tempted to um, get him to join in on your session, James. <laughs> yeah, bring him along. That'd be good. <laughs> He keeps sending me pictures. He's really got into Jaipur at the minute, which is, um, he's had it before, but it's kind of like, this takes a lot of beat in this. And then he's, he got some cans of the Jamestown. He's obviously still a supermarket kind of guy. And then yesterday I said, oh, you could try to get some of the uh, North Brew Sputnik. And then he sent me a picture of the, uh, a box of that. So uh, he's, he's getting there. He's getting there. So Adam, maybe- that explains, we've had the North availability email that comes every Sunday and they are completely out of Sputnik. Yeah, they're doing the boxes of it now in like supermarkets. So, so your your dad your dad has uh, snatched uh, part of our order away this morning. Probably more like me, but <laughs> they have got a new triple fruited ghost coming out though, mango and passion fruit. So that's something for everyone in Sheffield that will be arriving in in various outlets in Sheffield over the coming week. I would have thought. Oh, and I know James, your your particular thing. I'm a big, big fan of that, um, which kind of brings me on actually to talking about um, this beer, the Mango Cacao Sour, which actually the more I've drunk, I quite like it. It's, it's weird. I mean, the, the mango flavor is by far the strongest. And then there's just almost kind of like a little sort of bitterness just sort of lingering at the back, almost as if it was kind of something that you had eaten before you drank the beer and it's just lingering in the background a little bit. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say that I'd, dislike it but it's probably not a beer that i'd rush back to have another one of as i said at the beginning i'm a big fan of breweries that kind of just do just you know weird shit i just like that i just like doing stuff that's just a bit odd and see whether or not it works so yeah 
fair play. Um, Adam, what's uh, what's your? It was a red IPA, wasn't it? What's it, it like? Was, yeah, um, really nice actually. Um, weirdly, thinking we're here for about an hour, I do I do sometimes drag another beer up with me to um, to fill the hour, and um, I did have another red 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 IPA. Um, so, in a comparison with the mighty Thornbridge. Ah, um, middle. It does actually hold up. It's nice. Um, I think a red, a red IPA like that's a red rye. I think that was American rye. I think, but it's quite red. But it's not something I go go for. But once I am drinking it, I really enjoy. It's just, I just that initial spark that just doesn't always kind of. I don't always gravitate towards them. I usually gravitate quite a lot. But you know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't feel like something that's warm and kind of nice and sort of stouty or something that's really sort of thirst quenching like a like a pale ale or IPS. It fits in that weird middle ground a bit like kind of best bitters do, I suppose. The way it's just and because they're quite strong sometimes. These are both over six percent. It's just that point where when do you when do you drink a red IPA or a red rye? When's that when's that ideal point to drink one? But yeah, it's really nice. Liked it. Enjoyed it a lot. Especially because I tend to think in the lost industry is more of a sour sour beer kind of thing that's yeah, it's decent good stuff um laura new brewery what's it like um it's all gone um really enjoyed it i think that's exactly what i uh, what i needed um pilsner style really really clean really crisp very very supperable um yeah i'd uh, i'd look out for them again um I'd, yeah not not a brewery that I've ever even heard of, so uh, was really pleased to find this. And uh, not only do I love cats, I've also been singing the cure to myself, kind of in, in my head. Uh, so uh, added bonus side effect there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um, and Sean, are you um, as happy with your beer as you thought you would be? Yeah, it, it's uh, very murky, very juicy. Um, Often when we, we, we put our beers up for sale, um, we, we put them up for sale and if they all go, they all go. Um, and we've got 48 cans of this. And uh, on my recording sheet, I obviously uh, put down just 46 cans because I brought one for me and one for Deborah. So I know some people missed out on this, so that always makes us feel quite guilty. Mm-hmm. So uh, apologies for drinking this in such a public way if you missed out on it. Um, rubbing the but, nose, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, a, a really, a really lovely, refreshing beer, perfect for uh, between five and six o'clock, and perfect for the scorching sunshine that has been blinding me for the whole of uh, this episode. So uh, uh, I've enjoyed it. Don't complain about the sunshine, Sean. Don't complain about the sunshine. Uh, right, all we're going to do then is do um, beer selfies, uh, and um, that's going to wrap us up for um, for our episode this week. So if we are all... Nice big smiles. There we go. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Um, as I said earlier, you know, if you um, if you do want to get in touch with us, talk about any of the things that have come up in um, in this week's episode, um, you can contact us via email beer at sheffieldhopcast.co.uk. Um, our uh, DMs on Twitter are open as well, so you can get in touch via um, Twitter. We'd love to uh, hear from you and uh, what you think, Sean. James, before before we finish, yeah, uh, Adam uh, on our behalf wrote a, a really excellent. Blog, and I know his, his editor uh, Laura, uh, uh, and uh, uh, also uh, 
contributed heavily into that. So we should perhaps remark on that and, and encourage people to have a, a, a read at that. We've shared it on social media. Yeah, it's today. all up there now. I worked out how to create a blog section in the uh, on the website. So <laughs> it's all to be working. <laughs> Thanks for doing that, Adam. And, we might do that and, more regularly now. If people are interested in reading some bits and bobs, we've got loads of kind of little ideas. I know Laura's quite interested in, you know, beer and food and stuff, and we could maybe put some things up about that. Um, and, um, you know, it's just, it's an extra little outlet and, you know, a few minutes reading just to keep people's interest in the week. Yeah, perhaps as well. Me, me and James are, uh, have got uh, an exciting few weeks to look forward to, actually. Perhaps less so you two, although you, you, you might... Uh, you might uh, say different, but um, the championship starts again uh, next weekend. So uh, next Saturday, James, you're at where? Uh, we are at home to Forest. And uh, we're away at QPR. So uh, at some point, fitting football in with our our beer chat might be. Uh, might be. Uh, I've always been interested in doing something about the. Um, for away fans in like good little pub crawl routes and things for um, you know like sit, sit like away fans safe kind of if you yeah. do when I go to games and have a drink before, before a game if it's after work you often see little pockets of people who have kind of hit Kellam Island or you know no and I'm always getting asked about where they should go next uh, I think it might be a nice little episode or, or a blog yeah, post or something might be quite there, were fair, there were a fair number of <laughs> sorts of ill in it you know yeah, a small a small number of football fans embarrassed themselves uh, yesterday, and so uh, most football fans are like are like me and James, I would imagine. Uh, and so soft uh, as a brush. Yeah. Um, so uh, the very best of luck uh, to, to Barnsley and our survival campaign, and uh, apologies um, uh, to James in advance of hoping that they get a, a big point deduction in their July court case. Stroke, yeah, yeah. Rotherham got promoted as well. Oh, Rotherham got there as well, yeah. I'm Laura, you've got a team? <laughs> if, I, I'm scared to say this now with James in the virtual room. I'm probably Sheffield United. I can pretty much see the ground from my window. Um, That's fair enough, isn't it? Come on. Well, yeah, my dad's Laura, a big Blades fan, so uh, I was brought up as a Blade. We, we had a pre-season, uh, pre-lockdown uh, 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 late season friendly with Sheffield United uh, yesterday. We, we won 2-0. So, uh, Super Barnsley, uh, a fighting time. I, I just want to um, mention this, by the way. I'm saving this ready to uh, to retweet this when the time comes. But this is, this is a tweet of mine from the 29th of April last year that says you probably can't see that very well because of the the glare but it was basically um congratulating Barnsley on getting promoted and commiserating Rotherham and going down and um in advance of this season um to um congratulate Rotherham for coming up and Barnsley to, to going down so that looks I mean half of that's already come true so when uh, Barnsley's relegation is confirmed I will take great pleasure in retweeting that and if you want Sean I'll tag you in just so that you can experience it firsthand so um we'll look forward to it. I would love that, and I will. Um, I'm already thinking of my reply. <laughs> Brilliant! Right then, we'll be back next week. Well, we'll be back next weekend four times over. So, um, first session uh, next Friday evening, eight o'clock. Uh, head over to our Facebook page, probably if you uh, want to watch the stream of that. If anything changes, we will of course let you know via um, social media. Um, have a great weekend. Hopefully, the sunshine. Brill. See you soon. See you later.